another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing good. Nice. Gonna be an interesting one today. Mailing it in big time. <laughs> Talk about a few bootlegs. <laughs> On the bootlegs, stocking some bootlegs. Yeah. We've had a lot of requests for bootlegs. We have. We've gotten lots yeah. of emails of people recommending bootlegs. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just went through a bunch of bootlegs. Picked yeah. out some of my favorites. And you got some talking points because when, yeah. when we were getting ready for this. I got some interesting ones that I wanted to shed light on. Yeah. Full disclosure, I'm not a bootleg guy. Yeah. I'm not a bootleg guy. I don't collect bootlegs. Uh, I like I love live albums. Yeah. But I don't know. It's I, I did it just one brief period. I was collecting Smashing Pumpkins bootlegs. Oh, yeah. On cassette way back in the day. I know. Hold it against me. I don't care. I was <laughs> I, I was also playing Dungeons and Dragons and having far too little <laughs> sex. So, you know. But um. I, I've never been one of these people collecting. When when we were preparing for this, in the lead up, you know, you'd said, oh, a lot of people want us to talk about bootlegs and highlight some of the great ones and stuff. You have everything. I have hardly any. You I have, have like a very small fraction of the bootlegs that are floating around on the internet. I only keep the ones that are like, if they're interesting or there's something interesting about them or the sound quality is really good. Yeah. Anything that's like not good sound quality, I just delete. Really? Yeah. Full concerts that you've downloaded that just don't meet something and Nesbitt deletes them. And I you... delete four out of five bootlegs that I find on the internet. Oh, my God. You I call yourself a collector. <laughs> who, who, Who is this guy across from me? <laughs> <laughs> there are some bands where I collect like bootlegs yeah. like crazy. Because I've gotten mm. into bootlegs with, like, I've got a bunch of Soundgarden bootlegs. Um, I think I talked before about the Tragically Hip. I have, like, 440 bootlegs. Yeah. I started collecting, like, whole tours and trying to, like, make sure I wasn't missing any shows. And those ones I keep ones where some of them are pretty bad quality, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What's Maybe the big Gord draw? Says something interesting. Like, like yeah, <laughs> Gord, you're listening to his monologue. Yeah. What What's the big draw? I don't know. It's just uh, I've seen the hip, you know, yeah. fifteen times or something. Mm. And I have I don't have all the shows that I saw, but I have most of them. Yeah. And like Pearl Jam, when we saw Pearl, I saw Pearl Jam twice, and I have those two bootlegs. Uh, I have some yeah. of the Maiden shows, and those that we are saw. amazing quality too. Like, well, those were the official bootlegs I actually bought from the Pearl Jam website. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Which I wish Maiden would do that, where they like record the show, hmm. and then you could download it after or buy a CD of it after. Yeah, like Pearl I went, Jam did. I went to that uh, or that Pearl Jam show with yeah. you. I think that was probably our first yeah. concert. They played a Friday and a Saturday night, I think, yeah. or Saturday and a Sunday. Back in two thousand five, was it? Yeah. And I went to yeah. both nights back to back. That was the year we started list. hanging. That was our first oh, yeah, concert so. together, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I saw the uh, Pearl Jam play back to back. And there was a very little overlap in set lists, which is very cool. Yeah. Which you don't get with Maiden. No. Yeah. Yeah, but that also. That's another thing, too. If you get, like, yeah. the Beast on the Road, how many mm-hmm. bootlegs do you need of the same set list? That's right. right? Tragically Hip and Pearl Jam are good for collecting because the set lists are totally different every night and you never have a clue what you're going to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can do it too, though. Both of them, I don't want to put them down at all because they're both amazing bands, but there's a lot more simplicity around their stage show and around just Yeah, they don't have big inflatable (laughs) inflatables and pyro to go (laughs) after. Can you imagine how exhausting your crew would be? (laughs) Tonight, Power Slave Tour. Be ready. (laughs) We don't know what we're going to inflate tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So let's get into a beer before let's we get into uh, a beer. So a while back we had Luke. Uh, uh, we talked about the Luke was in and Luke and Luke um, released the new artwork, and uh, we've had right. Luke on before. Yep. And he left a bunch of beers when he was here in the summer, and this is one I've been hanging on to. Um, it from Luke. It's called the what do you call it? Sparkle Puff Galaxy Fighter. It's a triple IPA. Flying Monkeys. So I've yeah. had Flying Monkeys before. I've yeah. had their Smash Bomb IPA. You've had their IPA? You've had their double IPA? I've had their double IPA. This is a triple IPA. <laughs> no, 10.2%. I just picture this guy tapping his pen in like the Flying Monkeys marketing arm and he's like, he's reading about the breakthrough from when, when Gillette went from three blades to four and he's like, <laughs> he looks over and sees the double IPA on the wall. He's like, oh, I got it. And then like <laughs> Another three minutes Minutes later, three IPAs. Like, you know, it just takes way too long. So I don't understand why, how you mm. make a triple IPA. I don't know. And I feel like we need a better scale here. Like there should be like 2.3 IPA units. You know, it's like this. So I don't I'm know. I'm hoping this is going to be super bitter and I don't know. We'll see. Apparently there's there's stuff floating in this. Okay. All right. Hold on. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Good. So apparently this could have floaty chunks in it. 
Okay, that's fine. If there's sediment and hops, I don't mind. You don't mind? <laughs> oh, God. This looks good. Let's leave that for... Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff floating around there. Oh, yeah, it's very chunky. Wow. That's all right. Oh, my God, that's the hoppiest thing I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, it smells great. <laughs> my tonsils. That's awesome. Yeah, because it doesn't taste that... It tastes bitter, but then when you swallow it, yeah, my whole throat feels like a dry out. <laughs> this is awesome. This is the Flying Monkeys Sparkle Puff Triple IPA. It looks like an orange snow globe. <laughs> I don't know what that is suspended in it. This is the most hops you can get, I guess. So bootlegs. Yes, bootlegs. Man, this beer is so good. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I've never, uh, I've never recorded a concert. Have you ever recorded a concert? I've recorded a few local bands. Local downtown, bands. Downtown. Yeah. Back in the old days, they used to come in, they'd have, like, mics up their sleeve, and then they like, have a tape Yeah, deck. in the digital age, it's so easy to record stuff yeah. now, so there's a lot of bootlegs around. But there's a lot of maiden bootlegs around, considering mm. how hard it was in the 80s to, to like, record stuff. They're did, floating all yeah. over the place. Did they really care? Like, did they try and stop it? Um, well, I think Bruce is okay with bootlegs. I actually have a clip here I'm going to play of Bruce. Um, and I think, as long as you're not selling bootlegs, I think maiden's okay with it. Um, but uh, we also are going to play a song for you now from the new album. Yes. And because the album is top secret, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. It's called Dance of Death, alright? But if you want to tell all your friends on the internet, it's called Dance of Death. And, and all of you who have smuggled tape recorders, mini disc players, uh, mobile phones, uh, cameras, hamburger stands, battleships, light aircraft, anything in ball bearings, I don't care what, you know, go tell your friends on the internet, record it, send it down, MP3, do what you like with it, alright? If the album's okay, you think it's cool, you hear it on the internet, do me a favour. Instead of buying four beers, just buy the record, alright? Keep us all happy. Is it deal? Second. Yeah. So-called Wildest Dreams, this one! So that's from Oslo, 2003. And he's okay. basically saying, like, go ahead and record it as long as when the album comes out, you buy it. Yes. Which is... And we're going to echo that by saying, listen to these bootlegs we're going to play today and assume that's our sort of waiver. But also, if you enjoy the bootlegs today, buy an Iron Maiden album. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> that you own all of the Iron Maiden albums. Yeah. If you don't, <laughs> go buy them. Uh, and don't yeah. buy bootlegs. I, like, there's so many bootlegs floating around online and, like... I don't want people emailing me, like, how do you find bootlegs or send me bootlegs? Just Google it. If you Google Iron Maiden bootlegs, you can find them all over the place on the internet. You just download them, MP3s. You'll have to go through and, like, dig through and figure out what's the good ones and what's the bad ones. But that's kind of why I'm doing this is because I want to highlight a few good ones. Um, There's tons of Maiden bootlegs out there. Mm. I've heard a very small fraction of them. I have a few vinyl and a few CDs that are bootlegs. Most of them are poor quality. Um, That's kind of another reason of buying bootlegs sucks with the internet now it's pretty easy to find like mm. some cool bootlegs yeah um none of them really compared to the live album no live albums the sound quality is just like amazing mm. um but like for example if you want live blaze era there's no official stuff out there's a couple of really good quality blaze bootlegs on the go um so don't you know don't pay people for bootlegs or buy bootlegs just like download them yeah people share them and trade them i think yeah. that's kind of cool Although, ebay is yeah. full of people selling bootlegs and most of them you can find online if you hunt around yeah um and they're selling them on cd yeah sometimes but they get shut down but sometimes i don't know i know i'm a huge hypocrite because i do have a few vinyls upstairs that are bootlegs yeah of concerts that are not available yeah that someone pressed onto a vinyl and i bought for the Mm. cover art basically um i don't know but you see i'd be okay with that i know it violates copyright i'm not i'm not yeah you know but i i think that's cool and they all come from like a lot, a lot of them come from like European countries where I'm not sure how the copyright law works. Yeah. Because a lot of them come out of like Italy and stuff and they're not official. I mean, what are those Italians doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> Who even knows? <laughs> Pasta. 
these ones I kind of picked out either they're like really good quality or they stand out for some reason or something interesting, like there's something yeah. interesting about them. So we're just going to highlight a bunch of bootlegs today, play some clips, right. and also open this up as a starter for anyone who wants a feedback and come in and say, hey, wait, now you missed this one. Yeah. What about this show? Check this out. There's something really cool here. Because yeah. we've gotten yeah. a ton of requests to do a show about Maiden bootlegs. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. over the last like year and a half. Yeah. And I've been kind of like ignoring it, sort of. Well, Because fa- I wasn't sure if yeah. I wanted to cover bootlegs because I was like, is this... It's not even official Maiden, but... In fairness, throughout the podcast, there have been various points where you've played things live or constructed this or that, and you've That's used right. references to bootlegs, you've yeah. used bootleg clips. Right. Um, so it has been a part of our podcast, but we haven't done it as a standalone topic. Right. Yeah. So the first one I'm going to get into is one that we talked about during the early years episodes. It's called Iron Maiden Music Machine, and it was recorded at the Music Machine in Camden Town, London, England, September 10th, 1979. Yeah. So this is, uh, a, I think this is the earliest known Maiden bootleg. Yeah. And the sound quality is not great, but it's not that bad. Um, it's cool because, yeah, it's pre-first album Maiden. It's one of the earliest bootlegs you can get. They do Invasion in the set list, which is kind of interesting to hear. <laughs> interesting so that's that fall in 79 from the early years refresh my memory now but that that's it was it was right after 79 in early 80s when they released the first album and a bunch of the tracks came out of the yeah. compilations but the sound of his tapes was released in that fall in 79 yeah. so this just kind of predates the release of that it predates the sound host tapes yeah. yeah wow awesome. but it's kind of cool to hear early maiden yeah. um they also play i played a very short clip of this uh weeks and weeks and weeks ago it's Sanctuary from the same show, and it's kind of shows how the early Maiden, it's a little slower and it plods along, sort of. By the time they get around to recording a lot of these songs, they really ramp up the energy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people say it has, like, a punk energy. I know it doesn't, it's not punk music, but it has that energy. Uh, but just compare this to the album version. Are you?
I like hearing these early Maiden songs because you can hear the songs like evolving. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like hearing early versions. Yeah. Especially when you're so familiar with like the album version. Yeah. And it's a cool bootleg. It's uh, Iron Maiden Music Machine. It's also known as Yesterday's Sorrows and Music Machine 1979. Oh. Um, the set list is, or the track list. Yeah. Wrathchild, Sanctuary, Prowler, Remember Tomorrow, Another Life, Running Free, Transylvania, Invasion, Charlotte the Harlot, Phantom of the Opera, Iron Maiden, Guitar Solo, and Drifter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They got the bulk of Iron Maiden there, the, the, the key pieces. Yep. Yeah. Wrathchild, it goes right back. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That was what I took away from the early years is how chaotic all of the set lists were in the first two albums. And then- Oh, like, yeah. All the songs are from like the same time period. They just kind of yeah. cherry picked ones for the first album and then put the leftovers over on Killers. Exactly. There's a few but, extras. But Killers has that different production. So it almost felt like the yeah, band was evolving. Different. Yeah, you're right. But in reality, it's just like two tracks that are jumbled out of a mess and Paul came in wailed and rethought and leaves after. Yeah. And it's just such an interesting perspective yeah. on it all. It's totally changed my view of it. Still so that, love those albums. That's a cool bootleg. I just picked that one up because I started with that one because that's I think that's the earliest bootleg. If I don't know if there's an I don't know if there's even a recording of Maiden that's earlier than that. A mm. full like a full show recording. Yeah, you in the early years you did great to pluck out some little pieces here and there. Yeah, I had yeah. some snippets from here and there yeah. of like stuff that predates that even that yeah. concert. And by then a lot. recordings that. Not recording songs that had occurred with early members that were echoed later. Right. So ways to, you yeah. know, fossils. But I think so that's musical fossils. The earliest <laughs> known full bootleg recording of Iron Maiden. Wow. Um, the next one is called. This is from New York, 1982. Yeah. It's uh, it's called Iron Maiden: The Night of the Living Dead, and I picked this one because it's one of the easiest ones to find. If you Google Iron Maiden: Night of the Living Dead, yeah, it's a really easy bootleg to find. Um, it sounds great. It's a soundboard recording, so it's recorded mm. straight from the soundboard. Uh, it's live at the Palladium, New York, June 29th, 1982. And a lot of these, too, I think they came from an FM radio broadcast. So I think they broadcast the concert and people recorded it. Uh, Beast on the Road Tour. It's a really common bootleg. It sounds amazing. It's a really great performance. Um, if you're going to da- download one bootleg, mm. go grab this one. It sounds awesome. Nice. It's as good as Beast over Hammersmith. Really? We actually got a Twitter message from a listener named Eric who said that this bootleg has the best live version of Phantom. Mm. And he might be right. Wait, no, it's a bold claim. Here's a song called The Phantom of the Opera.
is an awesome uh version no question the recording is amazing yeah and you can hear like the, yeah. you can hear the bass you can hear like the harmony yeah. vocals are great bruce yeah. sounds great high energy really fast they really did fast. speed the tempo they up a lot up. on yeah. that live version my, my my first thought on that is that 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 has to be nico drumming but it uh, you because know i can't really speed? yeah because clive i i can't you know i didn't i didn't study him doing live versions of this yeah. on a lead up but to sure me it's this clive, it's so accelerated and so full but it but, was on yeah. this tour that Clive was replaced. Yeah. But I think it was after the North American. Yeah, part. it just seems to be the embodiment of everything that people complain about I know, Nico Nico, Live. really, yeah. remember that version of Aces High that we played? We played a clip yeah. of Aces High. Yeah. And, like, it was the fastest version yeah. of Aces High I could find. Yeah. And it was crazy how fast it was. Yeah, although the drumming is tight. But from what we understand, that we we can't we can't affirm this if we haven't looked into it. If uh, But we, we actually, we could, uh, when we do the drumming episode, we should yeah, come we back do. and yeah. touch in on this and, yeah, and find sure. out because there's a bit of a story about what happened there that we can yeah, and there's shed some, some like, light on. Mm. You know, competing stories and different takes on what happened depending on who you talk to. Hot takes? Takes of the hot variety? <laughs> Warm takes? Man, this beer is deadly. That's good. So this bootleg, again, really easy to find. It's also known as six, 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 six and a half mm. Live USA Iron Maiden, New York, Palladium, Concert of the Beast, The Beast Within, We're Gonna Get You, What Are We Doing This For? I don't know why they named their bootleg that. And the Palladium 82. So there's all kinds of different copies of it. People like will maybe master it different mm-hmm. ways. Um, that What Are We Doing This For when they reordered the songs for some reason. Yeah. But uh, it's a really easy one to find. I guess when they do these FM broadcasts, People record them and master them and put them out as like bootlegs. Yeah. So this is a really good one though, and it's really easy to find, and it sounds awesome. I have one last clip I'm going to play from this same show. This is the same live at the Palladium, New York, June 29th, 1982. Here's a song called "Children of the Damned."
version deadly very cool great tune uh great version too and great quality so yeah that's why i picked that one because of the it's easy to find and the quality is great old school days okay the next one is very a uh, very interesting bootleg Ooh. it's called iron maiden feel the loneliness in belgrade it's recorded in belgrade yugoslavia september 10th 1986 on the somewhere in time tour yeah um Iron Maiden has only ever once played oh, The Loneliness of the Long yeah. Distance Runner live. Yeah. They played it one time and one time only. Yeah. And this it's on this bootleg.
the very first concert of the new Iron Maiden Summer and Time, Summer and Tour concert tour. We've got a new album coming out. We just did a couple of songs for you. Nesbitt. So that's the only time they ever played that song live. Nesbitt, that's awesome. That is, I love that song. Yep. We got to hear it live. There's only one way I'd improve that song. How's that? I'm at a beer halfway through that song. Oh. I want. We'd do a two beer episode. Double beer episode. This is a very uh, fun episode where we're just kind of like. Hashtag free Josh for anyone on Facebook. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to go over to the beer fridge. So uh... Get another beer? Yeah. Do, 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 do. The beer fridge. Uh... All right. Basement. This room in the basement, I have a uh, kind of. It's not a studio, but it's sort of a. Yeah, Nesbitt's over there talking. Approved. I've taken over. Okay, guess what, guys? <laughs> it's Josh's podcast I have, now. Uh, okay, I'm back with beer. Ah, oh. two day boils. I took control for a while there. Uh, nice. We'll just turn. Yes. I'm not going to uh, play. Hold on. Should I play the clip? Yes. Okay. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Ah, uh, yeah. Look. There's nothing wrong. It's like a double episode. Okay. Right? We're having, this is a two beer episode. Hey, look, they're listening to this on Friday morning, but for us, it's an evening now. That's true. We're relaxing. Yeah. Maxing and relaxing. It's a Thursday evening. Yes, so. and we're listening to bootleg clips. This is the best. We're mailing it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, going to add this one. We already did the, covered this one on the podcast. Yeah. So I'm not going to add it to the uh, Iron Maiden Oh, the, oh, the talkingmaiden.com slash beers. Should we throw it out there, though? We're it's drinking the, the Dave Oil, oil. the KDVD Dave Oil. Brilliant beer. Delicious. Brilliant beer. It's a local beer. If you ever come to Newfoundland, well, first off, look us up. But also, the Dave Oil beer is amazing. It it's, is good. They, they said Dave Oil is a thing in Newfoundland. We talked about this when we did it. But I'm just gonna yeah, it's a figure it. of speech here. Yeah, we say you're going for a Dave Oil is when, like, on the weekends, you get up. Usually you're hungover. But if you're not, you just go down and you start drinking in the middle of the day. Yeah, and a lot of times... Whenever I seem to use the word day boil, it's when yeah. you, it, you're not planning on getting drunk that early. Mm. You go for breakfast and you meet up at like 11. Yeah. And you have like maybe a Caesar, which is also a Canadian thing. Yeah, that's true. And then, uh, you, you know, you have a few beers. Next thing you know, it's like yeah. one in the afternoon and you're like. But day boil is a Newfoundland thing. Yeah. This is yeah. a Newfoundland thing. But I was. It's uh, a Newfoundland saying, yeah. Well, uh, day boil. All oh, right. Man. So beer number two. Mm. Clip number two from this. Uh, this is this feel the loneliness in Belgrade bootleg. Yeah. Um. So we, yeah. I'll get back into it. We played the Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, which is yep. the only time they ever played it. So also on this tour, the Somewhere in Time tour, um, I think we've played a clip before of this. I'm not sure when. Hmm. Adrian and Dave used to do an instrumental called Walking on Glass, which was uh, like a guitar solo, but it was like an instrumental that they used to play. Yeah. And they do a cool version of it on this bootleg, too. So this bootleg's also interesting that it has that. Well, a lot of the Somewhere in Time era bootlegs have it, but uh, I'm going to play a clip of that. Pink Floydy. 
Yeah, you're right. Mm. That version, there's way better versions floating around, like better quality versions. Mm. But uh, that's also on this Feel the Loneliness in Belgrade. So it's a cool bootleg in that mm. basically because it has the loneliness of a long-distance runner. So that's the uh, Summer in Time Tour, right. Belgrade, 1986. So the whole the full set list from this show was Caught Somewhere in Time, Two Minutes to Midnight, Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, Children of the Damned, Stranger in a Strange Land, Wasted Years, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, Guitar Solo that we just heard, yep. Sea of Madness, Heaven Can Wait, Flight of Icarus, Hallowed Be Thy Name, Iron Maiden, and the Encore was Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, Running Free in Sanctuary. Oh my god, that's so good. What an awesome set list, Oh eh? my god, that's amazing. I would love to hear Cut Somewhere in Time. Oh my god. So why do you think that they dropped Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner? Because it seemed like it came off pretty good in that, that one performance they did. I don't know. I mean, what was the set list around it? I don't know. Like, uh, for me, uh, maybe it's just so long. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's epic. I maybe don't the know audience reaction dropping. wasn't great or something. Yeah, but it's such, it's such a cold favorite from that album. Yeah. Like, it's weird that they only played it that one time. Like, there must be a reason they weird? dropped it. Yeah, because that was early in the tour, wasn't it? I remember back when we did Summer in Time. I, I, that was, like, so long ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. We talked about this. I think that was in, like, the single digits. Oh, my episodes. God. That was one of the first ones we covered, and I wonder I think if that we was the first it. album that we covered. Yeah. That was an eye-opener for me because I like that album, but in all the time listening to it in the lead-up, oh, yeah. it's one of my faves now. Whenever I look at that cover of that album, I just get so excited. Oh, yeah. It, it's it really just cool. wasn't like it before we did that episode. I Same thing with Dance of Death. I have a print of that framed yeah. in my living room upstairs yeah. above my fish tank. You have, yes, and in the fish tank you have the little, oh, yeah, the little summer in time Eddie I is have in there a amongst the Eddie fish. figurine down yeah, in the I know because your daughter I was like oh that's a great picture and then she went he's in the swimming tank yeah, he's in the, the fish, fish tank yeah and he was and he was in my there my fish tank is like uh, somewhere in time themed it has like a black and yellow gravel yeah. at the bottom and this weird like cave that's like yeah. black and kind of futuristic looking I know and uh, then there's like the somewhere in time Eddie that's like yeah. you know a few inches tall with the it, fish swimming around. <laughs> it fits perfectly. If you were fully committed to the bit, you'd fill it all these little enclaves for fish with all the different labels oh, on yeah. them as on the cover. <laughs> but we won't go there. I don't know why it was dropped. Um, to me, it would fit. It could have kept it going the tour. I guess, obviously, they found something about it. I, that sounds to me like something they played it. Once they got into it, they were like, oh, that was just too tough. There had to be tougher, something maybe too. At the end of it, they probably all got together and said, oh, we're going to do yeah, that again. Just just... Maybe they weren't having fun playing it. Yeah. Maybe it was as simple as that. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. is kind of repetitive in the middle. Yeah. Even and though I, that's what I love about it, but. And I haven't listened to the whole uh, bootleg, but I mean, Hallowood's in there. You mentioned, like, there's a bunch of intense tracks already in that set list. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's a tough one. I always look at it as an it's epic. a tough one to sing. Yeah. Coming up right off of Cut Somewhere in Time. They're both yeah, very hard so to sing. Can... Maybe putting those back to back. Yeah. You know. I always think of it as an epic track, but I never think of the vocal carry on it, but it's so true on and on and on he, as he goes. Like, yeah. It's just so, that must be exhausting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe it's because like, if you think about Cut Somewhere in Time and Loneliness of a Long Distance Runner, the vocal tracks are very yeah. similar. Maybe they're like, these songs are too similar back to back. Even though they're not that similar, but like maybe Bruce was like, I can't sing both of those that way yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll always... We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Next bootleg, Iron Maiden, Genghis at the Ruskin. Nice. This was recorded at the Ruskin Arms uh, in London, England, 23rd of December, 1981. Yeah. Um, this was a secret show, apparently. The tour ended, and then they booked the Ruskin Arms show after the last date of the tour. And they were playing like big venues at the time, big halls. And they kind of booked this pub show. And they bring out some Number of the Beast songs and try them out before the album is released. So it's the first ever performance of Run to the Hills, the first ever performance of The Prisoner. And there's also a sound check recorded that has the first ever performance of Hallowed Be Thy Name. And they also sing Happy Birthday to Dave Murray. Wow. (laughs) So it's really, really interesting. This is the first time they played a lot of songs. Mm. So this is a clip. This is the first time they ever played The Prisoner live.
So yeah, that's the first time mm. they ever played it, which is kind of cool. The Ruskin Arms. Yep. Gone. Yeah, well, it's not the Ruskin Arms that, you know. Yeah, it's gone. Um, I love Bruce announcing for the first time the name of the new album and the first single from it uh, when they do Run to the Hills. Right! Ever since the Rainbow game, we've been stuck in a real studio writing for this new album that's going to come out. And uh, you're the first to know it's going to be called A Number of the Beasts. We got a single coming out before it. It's called Run to the Hills. This is what it's all about. He's like, uh, it's coming from a new album. Our new album is going to be called The Number of the Beast. You know what I mean? He's announcing <laughs> yeah. it. That's it's cool. weird to hear that when it's like such a yeah. staple of the Maiden catalog now. And his accent is like thicker and stronger and a little rougher. Yeah. And obviously, I think the reason you notice his accent more is because where he, he's new as a performer. 
he's not enunciating as much, you know? Yeah, maybe. Like, so, but but his, his accent's really thick. That's cool. It's like young Bruce. I love it. Yeah, it's At least cool. He sounds right amazing, man. He hits the notes just like the album on that. Yeah. It's very cool. So that's the first time they ever played Run of the Hills live. Wow. And um, there's also, we played this in episode 50 as a bonus clip at the end. A bonus clip? There's a full sound check on this bootleg. And during the sound check, which I I don't think there's very many people in the bar for the sound check, they played Hallowed Be Thy Name for the first time ever. Um, So here's, this is Maiden for the first time ever doing Hallowed Be Thy Name. So that's a very uh, historic uh, bootleg. Yeah. Secret show at the Ruskin Arms right before Christmas. Dave Murray's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I still use this uh, tune to get people hooked on Maiden. It's, yeah, I think it's probably yeah. the best Iron Maiden song. Didn't we have a recent... Yes, we played it recently. <laughs> I've referenced it earlier when we saw Brad that same night. Oh, yeah. Recently. We went back to my place. We did. And we went and up we in your loft it. and we blasted Iron remember, Maiden. Yeah, but remember? Yeah, we did. We were, we were rocking out. Because that's the other thing, listeners out there. Sometimes when you're doing a podcast, you still got to get out and get drunk and just listen to the music. That's true. Yeah. But remember, it is. Sometimes you need to get a bunch of beer in you yeah. and sit around and not analyze everything, just like rock out. Except we were super head. analyzing it because oh, remember we true. were playing this. <laughs> and I was like, you were like, I see him was like walking down now. And I was like, or no, they're putting the noose on him. I was like, no, he's still in the tower. He's about to be let out. Yeah, we were trying you to remember figure we were Yeah, because I was saying that the beginning part, that slow part, yeah. is like he's like looking out the window and like. Yeah. In the tower, like. That's right. Waiting. And then the, the rest of the song, when it ramps up, is like the panic. Yeah. It's like, this yeah. song has touched me almost more than most. I, I would say almost any song. Just the way, like, I put myself in that mindset of, yeah. like, you know, like, you, you go through that journey. Well, I think that's probably why it's maybe the best Iron Maiden song. Perhaps. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes you'll talk to me and I'll be like, no, no, this is the best song. And then I'll be like, yeah. oh, this is the best song or this is the best song. Fan of the Opera is the best song or like, I don't know. I'll pick whatever songs. But I always come back. Yeah. You know, if I took a month off Maiden Mm. and then came back in, I'd be like, yeah, Yeah. Hollywood is the best song. I remember when I first started listening to Maiden, I used to call the song, the song with the bells where the guy was dying and I didn't know the name and I'd always have to skip through like CDs trying to find it. I could never remember where it was. And it took me a while to learn the name because I used to... I never listen to albums. Even like, though at the end he's like, hallowed be thy name. I never thought of it that okay. way. I just thought of it as like, I was looking for execution. I was looking okay. for, I, I remember it specifically. When it would come on, I'd like run around because I was trying to find it. Because I remember I used to just run a giant MP3 list. Yeah, and and I'd run, I'd yeah. run CDs. And I was just never like, I, I never had that experience where I was in high school sitting down with a Maiden CD backwards going, okay, track three. See, even now yeah. if I'm listening to, so let's just say I put some mm. radio station on, like, internet radio station. Yeah. And a song comes on, I'm like, this song's awesome. If, say, it's a band that I don't really know. Yeah. I have to stop. I have to Google the band. I have to Google and find out what the name of the song is and what album it's on. And wow. where it came into the band's discography. I'm just wow. like that. Wow. Yeah. Like, Zeppelin songs, I know exactly where they are yeah. on every album. Same thing as Judas Priest. Like, I, need, I if you play me a Judas Priest song I've never heard, because there's some Judas Priest albums I've never heard. Yeah. 
Like, I'm like, where does this fit? Where does is this, this fit? You know what I mean? Like, it, it sounds like this, and I have to find out what album it's on. I just got this picture in my and mind. And I have to know the name of the song. Or I, I, I just got this picture in my mind of you in, like, this romantic setting with your wife, and, like, you're, you're making out, and there's, like, music on the background, and then you're like, just a second, Googling it all, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, this is excellent. I'll build a playlist of love tunes, and she's just sitting there like, oh, God, with the champagne. Like, what's going on? You're like, wait now. Next time's going to be awesome. Yeah, I've got a list. Barry White album yeah. is this from? <laughs> oh, wait now. I found the original recording. Don't worry. Worry about it. Oh, oh my god, I'm on a forum right now. This whole thing. <gasps> Hold Did on, you know? Right leg of this is supposed to be really good. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Yeah. This is a replacement drummer on this recording. Oh my god. Uh, so that's Iron Maiden, Genghis at the Ruskins, also known as Ruskins Prisoners, and Live at Ruskin Arms, 1981. 1981. Super interesting bootleg. Cool. So we got time. Let's do one more. One more. Um, we're gonna go long, but who cares? Who cares? I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. This one is Iron Maiden Brazil 1996. Uh, Ooh, Uh, jumping ahead in time. So you know from the year 1996 who the lead singer is? Yes. Um, It's from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mr. August Bailey. twenty yeah, August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. Pretty good quality Blaze era bootleg from the X Factor mm. tour. Yeah. Or the X Factor, as they called it. Um it's a good performance. Blaze messes up a few lyrics in Brass Child, but like overall it's a solid show. There's basically no official live record of Blaze Maiden at all. Yeah. Other is, than a few live songs that we talked about that released as B-sides. Is this part of your, is is playing this track part of your campaign to get them to release a live Blaze yes. album? Yes. Maiden, please yeah. release a live Blaze era. Absolutely. Maiden or sticks. Album. It's a little late now so maybe just stick some Blaze stuff on a compilation somehow. No, I want a full It's not happening album. now. You know, it's not happening now. I, it's not happening now but it might happen someday. Well, someday. You know what I mean? If there's demand for it. So which track? I'm demanding would, it. You're demanding <laughs> it. Nesbitt demands it. I so demand it. from this tour, from this X, the X Factor set list, yeah. we went through in the episode. I can't remember it offhand. It's um, Man on the Edge, yeah. Wrathchild, Heaven Can Wait, Lord of the Flies, Fortunes of War, Blood on the World's Hands, The oh, Evil That Men too. Do, The Aftermath, Sign of the Cross, Two Minutes to Midnight, Fear of the Dark, Clairvoyant, Iron Maiden. Nice. Good set list. Yeah. That's what? the set list that's on this bootleg. Yeah. What are you highlighting for us today? Um, so I'm going to play Lord of the Flies. Nice. It's a little trebly in the symbols, but the quality is really good for a bootleg. I just want to feel like a troll. We don't need a cold morality. I like all the Why not release this whole concert officially as a as a live album? I don't know. They'd make money at it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense Even to me. release it digitally for download because yeah. that costs them nothing, right? You pay someone to master it and that's it. That's right. Uh, yeah. And nowadays too, like you could do a, a, they could release like a vinyl box set and they could charge like hundreds of pounds. Or release, yeah. they should pick a bunch of these like rare bootlegs. Yes. That they have soundboard recordings of. yes because you know they have like all these you know going back however many years they have them all recorded that's right press them the vinyl and release them only on vinyl and charge like you know 50 bucks for yeah. double vinyl of, and put one out every now and then oh my god we'd buy them all oh my god totally you just have to have them yeah oh, anyway that's great because when I hear this live blaze I'm like oh yeah. I wish I had seen I've been missing my I've been missing my vitamin B lately we have to go with yeah. Blaze. Vitamin we Blaze. need to go see Blaze concert. Yes, we, we have do. to. We, we talked about it the last couple of times we came through Canada. We've been like kind of talking, but like 
once I was away, and then another time you had someone to go, and I don't know. Do you and know then what? another time I had, it was like the week after I got back from another trip. You know what, Nesbitt? It just never worked out. Do you know what? Life happens <laughs> when you're making plans. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Life happens when you're making plans, buddy. Another Blaze era track yeah. from the ex- that this era, <laughs> yes. The Aftermath, which when we did the X Factor, mm. I said was like one of my favorite Blaze tracks. Yeah. They, he does a great version of the Aftermath on this bootleg. Anyway, that's Iron Maiden Brazil 1996. If you look at the uh, the like the CD art for it, because mm. people like release the bootleg and then they make cover art for it, they list two songs incorrectly and see if they can tell what they are. One of the songs is called "Falling Down," oh, God. <laughs> which is "Man on the Edge," yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have another song called "The Name of the Rose." The name of the rose. No clue. The sign of the cross. The name of the rose? Yeah, you know, he says the sign of the cross. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, so they wrote down the wrong. <laughs> the person who made the bootleg art had no idea about any of these Maiden songs. And I think he just kind of like guessed at the name of the song based on the lyrics. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying they wrote it down the set list. No, they, uh, this is on like whoever made up this art for it when <laughs> name I downloaded it. the rose. It. So uh, anyway, that's an awesome Blaze bootleg. <laughs> yeah, Falling Down. That's so good. The um, that's about the that well that's the name of the movie though it came from right. Well, falling that, down, yeah. Yeah, wasn't it called falling yeah. down? Yeah, yeah. So maybe you dug a little deep there. <laughs> maybe they were thinking us. That's hilarious. Anyway, great bootleg. I listen to that bootleg mm. all the time. Yeah, I listen to that one a lot. Really? Yeah. That's your uh, that's your that's, that's your Blaze live, Blaze live album. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Come on, Maiden, release some live ba- Blaze <laughs> shows. <laughs> Do it. That's the two things that we always said. The per- like the our goal of the podcast was mm. um, to get people to get into the Blaze era of Maiden because it's awesome and people yeah. don't give it a chance. Yeah, and also to get into the post reunion, like Brave New World and onward era yes. of Maiden because yes, people don't give that a chance. Yes, there's and... a lot of people that are like '80s Maiden is Maiden. That's right. And I'm like. There's a lot more. That's right. A lot more. A lot more. Give it a chance. Also, to get people to send us beer from interesting places. That's true. (laughs) Which is no, but yeah, absolutely. It's the blaze and the second wave. You know, and as I as I listened to that in the late '90s, you think I was actually thinking as I was playing, I was like, you know what, the second wave of Maiden under Bruce that wasn't a given. Like that could have failed. That might have never worked. Maybe except also Adrian came back. Yeah, Adrian's the big change. Yeah, so they get yeah. back together mm. They with Adrian and Bruce, and they, like, get – the first thing they write is, like, Adrian comes up with a wicker man. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, which never is, mind. We're going to be fine. Gonna Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll be in my top when, – when we wrap up yeah. and do the final top songs. That's going to be my top five. Yeah. I, wicker I, man is there for me. My top something. I'm yeah. not sure. Anyway, it's awesome. That song. riff, it's amazing. Anyway, that's some uh, interesting bootlegs. Nice. We had, requ- we had some requests. Yes. Um, I actually printed up, like – a bunch of emails. Well, I didn't print them up. I made a document where I cut and pasted a bunch of our emails that we got requesting it. And I was going to yeah. go through them. And there was like, I can't remember how many emails there was. But when I went to go, like when I looked at it, it was like six or seven pages worth of emails of people asking us to cover bootlegs. Jeez. And I was like, I'm not going to print this up. We'll just, yeah. I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to sit here and like read people's emails for, yeah. you know, it would take me 20 minutes to get through. <laughs> so if you emailed Nesbitt about bootlegs, he heard you. I heard you, and this yeah. is my response. So, That's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Good work. Good work. Good beer. 
Good beer. Oh, amazing beer. That Flying Monkey Triple IPA. I've I never know. had a Triple IPA. I had to wash it down with a day boil. It was that good. That <laughs> was awesome. I had to awesome. wash it down with a session IPA. Too. Do you know? But like they've done, they've done IPAs. They've done double IPAs. They've done triple IPAs. No one can forecast what's next. <laughs> it's impossible to know. You never it's know. impossible to know what could possibly come next. I think that's as high as you can go. And it's as high as you can go. There's no, like. All right, let's wrap it up. That's the most. That's, that's the, the most, most you can IPA have. You the can most get. hops. All right, talkingmaiden.com. If you got a, if you got a bootleg that you want us to revisit in a future episode, or give us some feedback on this, uh, talkingmaiden.com/talk or talkingmaiden.com. Get our email on there, or yeah. get us on social media: Twitter, Facebook. Yep. Pinterest. We're not on Pinterest. I know. <laughs> we should be. I can really decorate a cabinet. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Yeah.